0: Business and People, your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Hey everyone, welcome. This is Walt Bayless and this is the Business and People Podcast. Today's a very special episode. This is episode 50 for us. And that's kind of a very special milestone. When we started this podcast, we had no idea that it was going to uh, continue on. Didn't even know if there was going to be five episodes, let alone 50. Some of the people that we've had an opportunity to interview have been just astounding. Not some, all. All of the people that we've had an opportunity to interview have been astounding. Um, Lucky enough to to have great responses when we've reached out to people and said, hey, love your story, love to chat. Um, Remembering back some of our Incredible first episodes with people like Tom Beale or or uh, Trish really took a, a, their time to come and have a conversation. And one of the things that I've loved personally is the the stories that are coming have been such an inspiration. I I love going back and listening to the episodes when you're doing the interview themselves. You almost feel um, <laughs> you almost lose the the the, the lessons because you're so involved in the actual conversation. And when I go back and listen to them again later on in the car or at another time, I just go, wow, what an amazing person that was to be able to interview. So although we've got episode 51 and 52 and 53 already recorded, I wanted to do something special for episode 50. And it's almost an interview of myself. I've talked... Many times during the interviews uh, with our guests about the fact that I'm an entrepreneur and and we've been uh, successfully running a, our business for the last ten years. Now I underline the word successfully, and I don't necessarily mean from a financial point of view. There has been great financial wins. Um, there's been incredible days. We, I mean, I think we did a hundred thousand dollars plus in one day, which was amazing. From a you know single uh, operation working from home, this is the office. This is where everything happens from. So there's been incredible highs. There's also been incredible lows where um, projects that I I went after, I I decided to go down a particular path. I invested heavily. Um, You know, we lost half a million dollars in in a project that I invested in that I was trying to bring to market and never got up. And, you know, along that way, that, that meant a lot of things. That meant... Um, Some of the investments that we'd had over the successful times had to be sold. We went back down and borrowed money from the bank and um, certainly didn't feel like a success at that point in time on that day. Um, But successful as underlining the word, what 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 do I put as the criteria there? For me, the criteria has been the lifestyle and the freedom that the business has been able to provide for us. And we've certainly changed. We've changed direction. Uh, and I say we, we meaning myself, my wife, and our beautiful two children. Um, we are the team. And and my wife works harder than I do. And I, I need to say that clearly. She works much harder than I do. She looks after everything outside of this office. So I'll, all I need to do is focus in here. Um, so she's incredible. So we is our family unit as a team. Um, we've, we've changed direction. We had different types of businesses. Um, but I thought what might be fun for the 50th, episode was to do this like an interview of myself. I, w- I wanted to, I guess, say hi on a more personal level. To you, our listeners, thank you so much for being with us through 50 episodes. Um, there's a lot more to come. We're really excited about the opportunity now to reach out to some people and and bring these stories, some Olympic athletes, some incredible CEOs, some entrepreneurs, some people who have made differences in their lives. Um, And we've got lots more of that to come. I I thought I'd do that for myself as well. So you get to know me. um, You get to to, uh, join me in this journey as well. Um, I love working with people who are actively trying to change their life. And what do I mean by that? I, I mean, looking at where they are and saying, you know, I I just feel like there's more that I can be doing. Um, you know, people who are in a in a job, traditional job, um, and they they go to work and get their paycheck, and that's that's their happy place. That's happiness for me as well. Um, I love happiness in terms of of people, and I think if if you're chasing happiness as your ultimate goal, um, then you and I are going to have. A great synergy. So um, happiness can be absolutely anything. It can be different for each person, each individual. For me, happiness comes being able to pick up my kids from school. Happiness comes for being able to work anywhere around the world and and enjoy some of the amazing opportunities that we've had. That's happiness. So let's jump into an interview. And uh, I could do the, like I say to my guest, the world's greatest introduction. But um, just basically, we've been operating our business as a you know a, a family unit team for more than a decade um, we 've had years that we 've made more than a million we 've had years where we 've lost um, and everything in between all along the way uh, primarily our our main income generation stream is from a software a few software programs that we have um, that we 're actively out there in the market and selling. but I wanted to tell you a little bit about the start the the, the beginning, the catalyst, how it all came to pass. And uh, sort of bring you up to speed to now. So welcome to my story. So one of the questions that I love to ask uh, when we're first getting started in an interview is how did this all come together for you? How did you get started? Because I feel like as an entrepreneur, that moment, that catalyst, that spark um, is the one that changes the world for you. Um, it's, It's the bit that you decide that enough's enough. You're going down this path to heck with it you burn the bridges whatever it might take and and even if that starting point is a little bit less dramatic than burning the bridges it might be as simple as uh, okay well I'm finally going to put up that website or I'm going to open that craft store on the weekend or whatever that might be and you're starting it as a side hustle it's it's a pivotal point that changes your direction and where you're moving forward from um, so I love that part so let me tell you mine how did this all come together for me uh, I've been um, lucky enough to survive in the the, the world of employeeship um, based on hard work and uh, m- my willingness to get involved. But I always knew that that I could be better and, and I was put onto a personal development journey early in my life. Um, somebody put a good book into my hand and said, hey, read this and, and that led to the next one and the next one. And it kind of fed a uh, curiosity in me that I can become more. I can do more. I don't have to accept um, the status quo. And for anybody that's that uh, has the intelligence to go through um, college and go through that university track, I applaud you. I just never did. I never got the grades to get uh, into college, out of school, or university, as we call it in Australia. Um, and I, I had to make my own way without, without that uh, academic background. So when this idea of personal development was put into my hands, Um, That was an amazing revelation for me. So there's been a few moments in my life when um, a particular book or a particular coaching uh, audio program has made a big shift. Um, A few of them early on with Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then uh, Retire Young, Retire Rich. I always quote that one. I was reading Retire Young, Retire Rich um, when I guess my first big shift into business or into the entrepreneurial journey uh, came to pass because in that book, Robert Kiyosaki talks about whatever you're fanatical about can become a business, um, and I was fanatical about cash flow, which is a weird thing to be fanatical about. Um, but going back on that story, um, I was broke not many years before this event, um, and I called a friend to to borrow. $5,000. I said, I'm you know, I'm in trouble. I need to borrow some money. Can I borrow $5,000? And he was my best friend in the whole world, very, very successful real estate uh, agent, had the money and uh, did the best thing he ever could for me, which was he said, no. And he said, um, I'm not going to give you the money because you don't handle money very well. Um, what I'm going to do instead is teach you how to manage money. Um, and Neil, who was who my friend, um, spent time with me to actually explain cash flow and how it how you can look at your own financial fluctuations and be in control of that. Um, And that introduction to being a little bit more uh, conscious about how money flows in and out of my life was a a massive turning point for me. And actually I created our our first software product around that whole concept. even now looking in the marketplace, we sold that one, but even now looking in the marketplace, there's, there's nothing out there that does it. So I might revisit that and come back and, and uh, spark it back into a mobile app or something. Um, but, so reading Robert Kiyosaki, fanatical, I started that business um, and that led, one thing led to another. We, we weren't doing very well with that business, had no idea how to market that particular software product. And so I started spending a lot of money on advertising um, and knowing what I know now, I was advertising in completely the wrong places. And if you've ever done that, it's expensive and very not fulfilling. Um, you don't get anything for it, which really sucks. Um, so you're spending all of this money and, and nothing's coming back in. And, and I was having dinner and we, I was still working a job. So we still had money coming in. I was still you know, involved in corporate um, in a sales role. And uh, so it wasn't like I was, I was living under a bridge desperate for the sales of this particular product. But I was frustrated because I was spending 100 or 200 or $300 a week and getting zero sales coming back in going, what the heck? And I said to myself, you know what, I need to be the guy selling the advertising because they're the ones making money. I'm the one that's buying. And that led to the biggest uh, change for me in that time, in that particular period. I said I need to be the guy selling advertising. And that struck a chord with me. I was like, well... I could be the guy that's selling the advertising. How do I do that? So a little bit of research, and I actually found a, a way of setting up a website that sold advertising, and that was our first success. So selling advertising led to some incredible results over the next couple of years we had. At, at uh, the end of that, we had sort of three, four, five sites. Um, we were, well, it provided enough money to leave the job. Um, it was really an incredible turning point. Um, so along that way, I'd created this cash flow product, wasn't making any money from it, starting to look at advertising. Um, but all of this was kind of just on the side. I wasn't really committed to it. Uh, as I said, I still had a job. And then my daughter was born. My, my eldest daughter, Anastasia, uh born in 2008. And sh- that pivotal moment was incredible for me because as I said before, I had got by uh, as a, an employee by working hard and being dedicated and doing all that sort of thing. In fact. If, if I could employ me as I was back then, I'd be thrilled. I used to get into work in the morning at 7 o'clock and still be the last one there at 7 at night. Uh, work on Saturdays. You know, I was dedicated. And um, when Nastasia was born, um, I was still dedicated. And I remember, in inverted commas, if you're watching this as a movie, as, as the video, it's inverted commas, being a gallant enough to take three whole days off work three whole days my goodness my daughter had just been born and i'd take three days off what a mistake um i should have taken the rest of my life off which is which is what we have done now um, but the the birth of nastasia i remember being in the hospital on the third day or fourth day uh i took my wife some uh, croissant in the morning i went past the little bakery picked up a croissant took it in the morning there's my daughter she's three years old Croissant to my wife, kiss her on the head and go to work. And for the first time ever, I don't don't forget, I've had these side hustles going. They're just some things on the side, but I've always still had the job. And, um, <laughs> and I go to work after doing that and I get to the desk and I go, what the heck am I doing here? Why am I here in this place working for somebody else's dreams? Uh, and my daughter has just been born and I have the rest of her life. Um, to make a difference and an impact, and that was that was the pivotal point for me. Uh, I really I, I turned everything on at that point. We we started to look at lots of different opportunities, methods, ways of making things happen. Um, we had a hard time with uh, with Sia when she was born. Um, we didn't have any family around and, and no help. Um, so me still working and and uh, no no support or assistance was really tough. Um, and. Magda, my wife, had to um, fly to where her mum was to uh, get some help for a few months just to have a bit of a break. And so when my daughter, so this was, Sia was, I call her Sia, Sia was uh, 12 months old just after, um, and Mags had to fly to mum. And uh, so they took off on a plane, and I'm still working and waving bye to my one year old daughter and my wife not knowing when I'm going to see them again, was very, very tough. Um, and I decided, I, I drove home from the airport in tears, but we just started, We I, I just turned it on at that point. Like, everything I could possibly do. There wasn't any need to be, in inverted commas again, a family man for those three months. I could just do everything I could in the business. And so, you know, we just turned up the heat massively. Um, the advertising businesses working on... Um, get home from work at five o'clock or six o'clock in the afternoon, no more seven, eight, nine o'clock in the evening working for someone else. I I started getting home, having a very quick microwave dinner and working till two or three o'clock in the morning on the advertising businesses. And it was that turn that that said, I'm going to take this seriously. I need to get this done. Um, That turned everything around. So we had our first $100 day, our first $500 day, our first $10,000 day. uh, And that advertising business just really took off. And then... Um, so three months later I flew off as well and brought everybody back home and things started to be, um, things started to be really good. And it got to the point where our side hustle, our, our, little business that we created on the side was now making more money than the job. And so going to work in the day was starting to cost money. It was like, I'm actually giving up time on my own business to go to the job. And that's when we started to really think about, okay, now's the, now's the time to, to leave, to quit. Um, and so, as these thoughts are going through my mind, um, Magda's pregnant again, and and now the second one's on the way. And as I'm looking, we didn't have our own house yet; we we hadn't bought a house. Um, and so, I I knew that if I went to the bank for a loan, we and said, you know, hey, we've got a business. They would see that the business had only been doing well for a few months, um, and not really a good chance to borrow. So we looked around and and. Um, looked at a way we could buy a house but I knew that I still had to be employed for that loan to go through so we found the house um, we had everything set there and um, what we actually needed was a little bit more money for the deposit so I looked at it and I went okay well look, I've got these I've got these advertising websites that are making money why don't I sell those because I can easily you know get something else going on sell those we'll buy the house keep the keep the job until it settles and then you know when once we've got the house then I'll finish the job kind of thing. And we did exactly that. And it was a massive mistake. Um, so I sold the business that we had built up and we put, I think, sixty-five or $70,000 into our bank account, used that as the deposit and a couple of months worth of holding over money. The house is bought. We've moved in. Um, our, my second daughter, Ivana, was born. And now we've got two two kids, brand new house, big mortgage, and, uh, and I quit the job. But... As you just heard, I also had sold the business that was making the money. Uh, I sold the goose that was laying the golden eggs, thinking that I could recreate it. Um, And that led to a very, very tough few months. Um, So, our first kind of six months, I guess, really, of being working for ourselves without a job, um, what I did was I turned my knowledge of advertising and started to focus on local businesses because people were coming to me saying, Oh, you know how to do advertising online. Can you help my business? We've got a a music shop, we've got a, a clothing store, whatever. And I started taking on local clients and that was our method for, for generating income. We had a sales team. We, like we, we grew it quickly. Um, but then some changes with Google happened. And one of the things that we were doing with our local clients was looking at SEO and getting them ranking and that kind of stuff. And Google changed the rules and our results for our clients just literally dropped off a cliff. So we now now had no results coming back through. Um, and of course, so that meant I said, I stopped my sales team. I said, don't sell anymore. Don't get any more clients until we solve this. And I went back to the clients and said, stop paying um, until we find out a way that we can fix this. And so now we've got no new income coming in, no recurring income coming in. And so we've got no income at all. And our, our savings just went down to nothing. Um, and this was a very tough time. I actually, I remember, um, I remember very, very clearly looking up and, and saying to Magda, to my wife, um, unless we can make some money come Monday, I've got to go back to work because we're, we're done. We're out. We, I think we had uh, less than $10 in the bank account. Um, and I I was about to go for a run, uh, go for a jog, just try and clear my head. Um, and at that point in time, I wasn't very fit. So the job wasn't going to take very long. Uh, these days it's a little bit better. But um, uh, as I was tying my shoes, I, I remember looking up and I, I said to the universe, help me, just please help me, help me. Let me make some money by the time I get back from my run um, and let me know that I'm on the right path. And that's a heck of a request to the universe. I was going for a run probably 30 minutes at the most and I've asked the universe, can you please give me some money by the time I get back? That's a big request. Um, But sure enough, I went for the run and I came back from the run and, and guess what? We had made 22 cents. That's it. We'd made 22 cents. Somebody had clicked on an ad on one of our sites and we'd made 22 cents in that time that I went out for the run. But to me, that was the sign. I said, please help me. If I'm on the right path, let me see it. And the universe said, you're on the right path. They gave me a very, very clear signal to me that I was on the right path. Um, and so we rigged, uh, like I, I came back, I saw that and I recognized that I was on the right path and I thought, wow. We're in a bad place. And I looked at, again, the same question as when we had the success with the advertising sites. I said to myself, where are we spending money? That should be where we're making money. And I was spending a lot of money uh, on a um, a group, a marketing group that was trying to solve marketing problems. Um, and I was buying everything I could possibly buy, trying to fix the problems for these client sites and pouring a lot of money into there to try and fix the problems. And I was like, man... This is where I should be making money. What do I have that works and so I looked at I looked at some of the things that we were doing, and there was one particular area that was that was still generating incredible results and I thought I wonder if anybody else would be interested in knowing about that. So we kind of packaged it up um, it involved some research, so I created a little macro program nothing um, if you 're not a tech head that 's just a simple. A simple system on an Excel spreadsheet that did the research for you Um, and we put it up for sale on this marketing group over the weekend so this is the weekend that I said come Monday I've got to go and get a job but over the weekend I said hey this is working for me would anybody else like to to purchase it and we made $13,000 that weekend like wow if I had not gone for that run asked for that help made that 22 cents um, I would have never turned that corner um, we, we launched that program, it did incredibly well. That led to another few software programs, they did well. Um, and we just, that was the moment that we, that we took off. Um, and then as I said, like, it hasn't been smooth sailing from there. We've had ups and downs, but um, I think the, the mind shift of I'm in the right place and I can do this really helped us to overcome. And there's been, uh, again, there's been challenging times when, when we've been down to low money in the bank account. And I remember we were on a family holiday and I was thinking to myself, what the bloody hell? That's an Australian expression, sorry. What the heck am I doing on a holiday when, you know, the finances are so low? Um, And it was four o'clock in the morning. I'd been awake all night. I was out on the balcony on this little hotel room. And just on a whim, I sent a message to uh, a guy that had been a a big help financially when we got the house and everything. And I sent a message to him and said, mate, I'm in a bit of a stretch. Um, I'm out of cash. I don't know what to do. And uh, your name just popped into my head. I thought I'd, I'd shoot you a, a quick message. And it was four o'clock in the morning. And he replied like within 20 minutes, which I thought was amazing. And he replied and just gave me a bit of advice. Hey, how about this? How about that? Um, have a look at, at what we can do. And just from that message, like, we, again, we were in desperate times, but reaching out um he unlocked about $100,000 worth of equity in one of our investments that we'd made a while ago. And again, we were back on path and able to recover. So one of the lessons that I've learned is that um, it's not what you have right now. It's not the the, the money in the bank account. It's not the the, uh, the 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 things you have at your fingertips. Or as Tony Robbins says, it's not your resources that makes you successful. It's your resourcefulness. And I think that's probably one of the most amazing things that I've found talking to entrepreneurs and working with entrepreneurs is that it's the resourcefulness that changes everything for you. Um, and when you look yourself in the mirror, you can feel that there may be challenges but you have the skills to overcome them. And uh, asking a lot of questions and, and um, tapping into to what you can do, as an entrepreneur, I feel is the master skill. It's the skill to say, how do I solve this problem? And coming up with a solution and acting that solution and solving the problem. That's what entrepreneurs do. Um, so again, I, that's why I love working with this group because it, it's what we do, right? We look at problems, we solve them. And it's not just problems in the world and, and releasing products and, and creating, you know, amazing startup companies. It's, problems on an everyday scale that we solve that's the master skill of the entrepreneur and um, it's certainly been the, been the case for me so um, that's kind of how we' got started I know that was the long version but it's, it brings me to here and lots of ups and downs but it's definitely led me to the to the belief that you already have everything you need inside your mind to change your situation to move yourself forward and, and uh, keep going from there so um, hopefully that's given a, a few people maybe a, a spark or something that, that you might be able to help with. Um, I ask people, what's ha- what's been your biggest achievement so far? Um, for me, I I like to say that we've had some amazing launches. Um, probably my biggest achievement to date has been the development of programs and platforms that continue to pay a recurring income. Um, and the reason for that is during this journey, being an entrepreneur is tough. And I talk a lot about burnout and um, uh, you know, getting overwhelmed. And again, it, it, it is a tough journey. Um, and I've certainly been through that. And one, my proudest achievement is that at one point in time, I didn't work for six months. Um, I was so exhausted. I'd, I'd put everything into some projects and had just completely exhausted myself of any resources that were possible. And when I say I didn't work, I still checked my emails and I still kind of just did the very bare minimum, but I didn't create, I wasn't in the market. I wasn't doing amazing things. I was just barely existing. Um, and my proudest achievement is that we made it. The the recurring income that we'd built up from those projects, from providing platforms and systems where people were happy to pay their monthly fee or whatever, um, gave the space to survive during a tough time. And I think that was the, the, uh, the biggest lesson. And along that same way, it, when I'm talking to uh, podcast guests, I asked them, and what's been the biggest mistake? And what what did you learn from that? And so my biggest mistake, I talked about um, burning half a million dollars. My biggest mistake was I kept going bigger and bigger and bigger with the programs that I had. So I would launch something. um, It would do really well. We'd have a great group of customers. And then I'd take that idea and make something bigger and something bigger and something bigger. And one of the... Times that I was looking at that, I went for the I went for the brass ring. I went for something huge, um, and started just pouring money into it, thinking to myself that this was going to be the hundred million dollar exit kind of thing. You read about the startup companies, you know, this guy just got a billion dollars in funding or whatever it might be, and I was creating a system that I was sure was was going to be the hundred million dollar ticket. And so, pouring money into this didn't seem like it was a bad idea because I was happy to to do that. There's another $100,000, there's another um, $100,000 along the way. I was happy to do it because I thought when we get this open, all of that money is going to come back to us. And the problem was it didn't get open. So there came a point where I literally pulled the plug and I said, enough's enough, Um, we are out of money, we've had to sell investments, we're down to nothing, the doors aren't open, Um, it's quitting time. And... Pulling the plug on that meant that all of the money, it was a very, 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 very tough decision because do you keep pouring money in or do you walk away? Um, and so what I learned from that, my biggest lesson from that, the, the thing that came back to me was I was creating that product based on what was in my mind. I was saying to myself, it needs to do this. It needs to look like that. It needs to have these functions. It needs to be able to do this. It's you know, I had all of this stuff in my mind and yet I had zero customer feedback. I had no, no um, drive from the marketplace, from the people who would actually be paying money for that, whether I was creating something that they wanted. And there's an amazing book, which is called The Lean Startup by Eric Schmidt, I think. I can't remember if I've got a copy of it here on the shelf. The Lean Startup. I might have it on Kindle, I think. I think I've got it on Kindle. Um, but it's called The Lean Startup. And what he talks about is the concept of getting a product into the market quickly. And getting feedback from your customers and letting that drive the next iteration cycle of, of what we release. So um, I, I didn't do that. And that was the biggest mistake I made. Um, I kept pouring money in and just never opened the doors. And that has taken a few years to recover from. Um, so we're, we're back now. It's, we're, we're getting back into some growth, which is cool. Um, so that was definitely my biggest whoops moment. Um, What do I wish more people talked about? I wish more people talked about um, their ability to carry on. I said about burnout, it's it's been a tough journey a few times, um, and I've spoken on stage about this before. When you're feeling overwhelmed and burned out and that nothing's working, as an entrepreneur, you feel like a failure. You know, you feel like, man, my my family depends on me, and um, (laughs) I can't write that check, um, you feel like a failure, and what happens in that circumstance is you tend to you tend to curl up, you tend to withdraw, and you tend to you know work harder, keep going until one in the morning, um, and you you withdraw internally. And what I've found is that that's the opposite of of what works. What works is reaching out, reaching out. So don't withdraw in. Everybody goes through tough times, but reach out, reach out, and speak to people who can who can. Uh, help advise even just listen um, and if you don't have anybody like that in your circle remember that health professionals do have anonymity you can call up your doctor's office and make an appointment today and say you need to see the doctor and just say that it's for a cold if you don't want to say anything else but when the door closes say listen doc it's not a cold i'm really struggling mentally with uh with carrying on i'm, I'm having a hard time don't forget that that conversation is confidential and you can talk and get some help and get some advice. But don't don't withdraw. That's the very worst thing you can do. Get into Facebook groups that are in your industry and just talk to people. Get into uh, seminars and, and, and conferences and speak to people in your industry. Speak to um, others around you, other entrepreneurs. And that's where some great resources like podcasts and like Facebook groups and YouTube channels are amazing because you can go and connect rather than withdraw. Don't cut off the the influences from outside because I think that's what keeps us on the level. Um, other questions i like to uh, to ask our guests, what would someone find surprising about yourself? My answer to that is you may be surprised to know that I'm a second degree black belt in Taekwondo and I'm currently pursuing my black belt in karate. Um, I set the goal to be a black belt when I was 18 um, and I was fat, overweight, couldn't run up a flight of stairs um, and... I walked into that class and was looking at the black belts at the front of the class who were just incredible. And I thought to myself, man, I can't do that. And one of the black belts, uh, I'll never forget his name is Jamie Chase. Jamie, if you're listening, I'll always thank you. Um, Jamie came to me and, and uh, I said to him, wow, I, I'm so impressed by what you're doing. And he said, if you want to do that, just keep coming to training. And he didn't realize the impact that he made on me, but that was the absolute truth. And it's the same with any goal. Um, the difference between when you start and when you finish is that you just keep turning up. Just keep turning up. The, I got my black belt five years later, I think. I was um, Some weeks I was training five nights a week. Sometimes I was training once or twice, depending on my travel schedule. Um, but I kept going to training. And um, I looked back from a black belt at that fat, overweight kid at, you know, the white belt at the beginning. And the only difference between those two people was that one had been to more training classes and kept just kept going and kept putting in 100%. Um, and, you know, turn around and, and the national uh, instructor was tying a black belt around my waist, which was amazing. So um, I took some time off then when getting married and going to London and doing that sort of thing. Came back and got my second degree after having a break for five or six years. Um, and now back into training with the kids. We're going uh, towards the black belts with karate. So that might be something that you found... And it's actually been a big lesson for me. Um, The the achievement of that goal was the number one goal. I wrote down a list of 100 things I wanted to achieve in my life when I was 18. The number one thing was achieve my black belt. And I think the dedication to just keep turning up, my number one goal ticked off my list, kind of put everything else in perspective and said, you know what? You can do anything if you just keep turning up and keep moving forward. So that's very cool. Um, I do a 60-second challenge with some of our podcast guests. So the 60 checking challenge goes like this. You catch up with an old friend who's followed along with your journey for a while and they want to start their own business, but they're not really sure how to do it. They sit down with you for a coffee. What would you say to that friend in 60 seconds? So here goes. Um, I would say, great, do it. Make sure that you've got uh, a solid plan. So... uh, what, one, of, one of the components of that plan is going to be a budget and a cash flow. I talked about that earlier. How much does it cost you to live each month? How much does it cost you? How much uh, will it cost you to survive? Um, do you have a, a product that you've done some market research for? Um, and where are you up to in terms of, of getting that product to market? So based on what they what they feed back to me, you know, I'll be able to then talk to them about how they find their audience and where they get their customers from and what they need to do to get products into marketplace and all that kind of stuff. But do you plan... Set some goals and get some help, professional advice in terms of... Uh, marketing in terms of product development. Um, Assemble your team, even if you you have no idea or no concept of how you're going to pay that team. You don't need to be paying them today, but assemble the team so that you know, is it manufacturing? Is it marketing? Is it distribution? What do I need to do to achieve um, the goals that I'm setting? And uh, assemble your team, and that that will help you move that forward. Um, I always ask, has there been any books or media that's made a significant impact? Yes, two of them. Um, So... Where are we? Again, I might have it in. There we go. This one, I referenced it before. It's called Retire Young, Retire Rich by Robert Kiyosaki. Made a massive difference for me. Massive turning point. And the other one is a training program. I think I've... It was on CD. Uh, do you remember when CDs were a thing? There's a CD cert. It's probably still in my car. Called The Challenge to Succeed by Jim Rohn. Um, and that... I think it's eight discs. I, I wore out two cars <laughs> with that set of CDs. I've played that so many times um, over and over and over and over and over again. The Challenge to Succeed and the, the very core of it, I, I don't want to spoil it for you because I want you to go and get it. It's called The Challenge to Succeed by Jim Rowan, the late, great Jim Rowan. Um, so do go and get it, chase it down. Um, that, the core of it is basically that you're responsible for your own decisions. You're responsible. Um, and as soon as you can say, it doesn't matter who the government is, it doesn't matter what my boss pays me, what matters is what I can do, and I'm responsible for me and my results. Um, the challenge to succeed. Incredible audio. Made a massive difference to me. Um, who's someone that I look up to? I look up to, <sighs> amazingly, I look up to anyone that's in control of their life. So, I mean, there's some amazing people out there like Gary Vaynerchuk and, you know, other people in that sort of space that are, that are driving forward. But I look for, I look up to people who are in control of their life. I find that so many of us are vacant when it comes to the day by day. We're vacant. We, we kind of let that time slip by and, oh, my God, it's five o'clock. I didn't even realize. Have you ever said to yourself, wow, this year's gone quickly or, gee whiz, I didn't. I feel like it's Friday already. Um, sometimes you almost feel like, oh my God, I can't believe it's only Monday. I've still got the rest of the week to go. But being conscious in your life and um, the ability to consciously choose what happens tomorrow. I look up to people who are in that zone. They may be entrepreneurs. They may be business owners. But they also may be um uh, in a job working somewhere, I, I, we have amazing, incredible teachers at my kid's school uh, and they're certainly employees but they are conscious about the way they live their life um, and so I look up to people who are conscious, who are able to say, you know what, if I do this, then that'll come tomorrow. I said to somebody, actually, uh, somebody from the kid's school, um, I love the fact that you can be a fortune teller and they're like, what? Well, let's let's do this. If you eat McDonald's and chocolate and crisps and, and, and junk food all day. What are you going to look like in 10 years? Well, pretty easy to understand, right? You're going to be overweight. You're going to have poor health. You know, you know, it's easy to see the future of those bad decisions, right? When you take it as a whole. So that being said, you can also be a fortune teller on the, on the other side. Okay. So what do I want the future to look like? I want to have good health. I want to have, you know, money in the bank. I want to do these things. I want to have the freedom. Well, then the natural course of, Actions to get to that point start today, um, and anybody that's conscious about what they do now can change tomorrow is amazing. Again, on that audio program with Jim Ron, he said you may have been terrible at dieting all the way up until today, but that changes now. The first apple that you eat is the beginning of your new health program. It doesn't. You don't have to have have had good health up to now. Up till now, but eating an apple now is the is the change in direction that will lead you to a better result down the future. So I look up to anybody that's living their life um, consciously. And what's next for me. And again, I, I want to say, thanks. This is episode 50. It's a, it's a personal milestone. Thank you so much. I would love for you to reach out and say hi, and let me know that you've heard this episode or that you've been listening. Um, and you can do that at Um You can reach me at Walt at WaltBayless.com. You can reach me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or anywhere that you see the, the YouTube video, drop a comment. Let me know that you've heard. Um, what's next for me? I am loving working with entrepreneurs. We're creating uh, a platform to help entrepreneurs be inspired and, and be amongst in a community. We're certainly looking to grow the, the podcast and the readership, so feel free to share it. Um, so more more connections with incredible people um, some goals we're looking to grow our software brand uh, hit a new thousand customers in the next 12 months or so would will be great um, and so we're just working towards those goals helping entrepreneurs on their journey um, creating good customer experiences for our, our existing and new customers to come learning more skills and better skills about marketing that's my kind of focus at the moment in terms of my study um, and uh, I think being grateful every day for um, for today for the chance to kiss my kids look up at the sky and um, move forward in a direction that brings happiness and joy so thank you so much for the opportunity to be your host with the business and people podcast again let me know that you've heard it and um, stay tuned for more episodes can't wait if there's anybody that you'd like us to interview also let me know let them know to reach out to me i would love to interview them. And uh, I'm always fascinated by the stories behind people. Um, so uh, fantastic. Again, thank you so much. The podcast would be nothing without you guys listening. And uh, I appreciate and I honor the, the time I get to spend with you a couple of times a week um, through your audio of choice, might be in the car or on the treadmill or listening on the headphone somewhere. Again, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I feel like I have a great um, uh, connection to be able to to, uh, to reach out to you and say hi. So episode 50, that's a wrap. Episode fifty-one's already in the can. I'm looking forward to uh, introducing you to, to Ray Holmes. She's uh, our episode fifty-one guest. And um, again, thank you so much for being part of the business and podcast people, <laughs> business and people podcast journey. I'm Walt Bailers, and uh, I look forward to seeing you on the ne- next episode.